Today is April 7th, 2020, and for this Tuesday Tips, we're covering the four CSS grid properties you need to create layouts. Let's dive in. There are four core CSS grid properties that make up a vast majority of the grid utility. Essentially, if you are a master of these four, you can handle the basics of creating a grid and placing your page elements inside it. Before using these four grid properties, we of course must set the display property to grid on the parent element. Once we do that, we have put our child elements inside a grid. You can also create multiple grids on one page to ensure that your layout doesn't get too out of hand. The first property that we're going to discuss is grid template columns. This is applied to the grid container element that we created and is used to define the columns of the grid. This property doesn't just lay out the columns, but the widths of these columns as well. If you were to set this property to 200 pixels, 200 pixels, 200 pixels, your grid would have three columns, each 200 pixels wide. The second property, similarly defined on the grid containing element we made, is grid template rows. This functions the exact same way as grid template columns, but defines the number and heights of the rows. For both the properties, you can use values common to some other properties found in CSS, like percentages, auto, or pixels. But a great feature of grids is the fractional value, or FR. This value takes up a fraction of the remaining space. So in its basic form, it is similar to percentages, in that if you set the three columns each to one FR, they would take up one third of the width. However, it can also be used in combination with other values. For example, if we set the columns to 200 pixels, 1 FR, 2 FR, the first column would be 200 pixels wide, the second would take up one fraction of the remaining space, and the third would take up two fractions of the remaining space. So the second column would be one-third of the remaining space, and the last column would fill up the remaining two-thirds. This allows for some pretty dynamic layouts. The third property is grid gap, also set on the grid containing element. This sets the spacing between all grid elements. However, it is different from a margin because there is no spacing around the outside of the grid. Think of it as if the grid was a tic-tac-toe board. The grid gap would be the spacing where the lines are drawn, so where two boxes touch. This property can be more specific by using grid column gap or grid row gap to set these values independently. The final properties are grid column and grid row which allow us to place child elements in the grid we created. You can set span values for these properties on the child elements to delineate how many rows and or columns that element should take up. So for example, you could set the child elements grid column property to span three, and it would go across three grid columns. With these handful of CSS grid properties, you can quickly and easily create website layouts. It is especially great for creating a wireframe or low fidelity mockup. Once you've mastered these, you'll feel confident taking on the more advanced CSS grid properties. Today's Tuesday Tips episode was adapted from a post on CSS Tricks. Want to know more? Head to fewdaily.com for more of today's topics and other front end web content. If you like what you heard, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on your platform of choice. That's all for today. Tune in tomorrow.